Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. And I am solo today in my house here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, Melissa Wallace, my sidekick, is off this morning. And um, I have a guest in the house, though, so I'm super excited about that. You have had him on here with me before. He is the person I have on and I get the most phone calls about after the fact. So um, I want to introduce everybody to Jake Turner and Jake is from Premier Restoration. He's our mold guy. I got a guy. It's Jake. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing, you know, know, just living (laughs) the dream right now. Um, And we have David who is in the WATD studio. Good morning, David. Good morning. I'm so glad that uh, we have you with us this morning. Things seem a little low on my end. How are things over there? It's a little bit low over here, so you might want to turn up your microphone. Okay, perfect. So I I am here. Now I feel like I'm screaming at myself. It's like I can't hear the studio loud enough, but we'll figure that all out. Um, So... You know what? I want everybody to know who Jake is, again, from Premier Restoration. Uh, So, Jake, if you wouldn't mind, tell everybody who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing this, all that great stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so as Sharon said that I'm, uh, I'm Jake Turner I'm with Premier Restoration. I've been in the industry for almost 10 years now. Um, some of you guys might be uh, familiar with me. I actually used to own and run uh, Pro Enviro mm-hmm. um, back in uh, 2019, ran that for a few years. And uh, earlier this year, I decided to kind of make a shift, um, dive a little bit more into uh, some other services and really just kind of broaden our horizon a little bit. Um, and, you know, we kind of kicked off uh, February this year. Things are going really well. And uh, like I said, now we've got kind of a, a few more services that we offer. So um, we've, we've, we've done mold, you know, kind of forever. Um, you know, a little bit of water damage as well, too. But with this venture, I really wanted to push heavily on, on water damage. Um, and not just water damage, you know, rip it all out, throw it away, but also the rebuild as well. So 
companies that do the this line of restoration work, uh, they'll, they'll come in, you know, say if a water heater breaks or if there's a roof leak, they'll come in, they'll rip everything out, they'll dry everything out, and then they'll turn to the homeowner and say, there you go, you're all set, good luck, and uh, that's kind of it. And we kind of noticed that there was a need for that rebuild side of things where, you know, you do come in, we rip everything out, and instead of just leaving them hanging or kind of, mm-hmm. you know, out to dry – um, we could, you know, now offer, hey, we can also put this all back together again and really kind of be an all-in-one shop for, for customers. That's awesome because, you know, that is part of the problem too is, you know, and I was saying when I checked in with Rob yesterday, uh, Rob Hakala, uh, yesterday morning to tell him that you were going to be on the show, I said to him is, you know, one thing is finding the mold. Second thing is getting rid of the mold. But the most important step I would think would be, making sure that the situation is taken care of right yeah absolutely i think that's probably the most important thing um at the end of the day you could in theory you could hire any company that you want to whatever method whatever products um they're telling you they're going to use at the end of the day if you're not fixing the root of the problem it's just going to come right back again Mm -hmm. and now so when you're doing all of that type of the restoration part of things you know what let's take this back in baby steps so i want to let everybody know our phone number so we are here 781-837-4900 you are listening to talk real estate roundtable this morning um i have jake Jake turner jake i almost said jake because i was reading your first name and last name at the same time so i have jake turner with me from premier restoration and we're talking all things mold so if you have any questions for us call us at 781-837-4900 and um i am trying to get everything up on <laughs> clearly i need melissa here with me because uh, i can't maneuver everything but i am trying to get us up on facebook as well so uh, as i said david is in the studio and he is ready to take some phone calls for us um and i gotta tell you that that kid david he worked really well under pressure yeah, yeah, yeah right. that was. Uh, we almost didn't go on this morning, yeah. but we, we got it figured out <laughs> we in, the, in the last second. <laughs> we so. caught that the buzzer beater. Out. We're good. Yeah. So why don't we start with um, just an explanation of what mold is and how it thrives in wet conditions? And I thought that this was important too because I'm curious: do you see more mold in the spring and summer, or can you still get it in fall and winter? Sure. I mean, mold in in reality can grow year round if it's given the right resources too, and Mold needs, you know, a, a number of things. Um, obviously, it needs a, a source to grow on. It needs a food food source itself, and it needs just the right conditions to grow. Uh, typically, humidity over sixty percent allows for mold to grow. So, in theory, if um, you know mold exists, which mold exists everywhere, molds you know, it's in our everyday environment. Um, you know, it's on our clothes, it's in the food we eat, it's mm-hmm. on, you know, we, we drink the stuff. As gross as it might sound, it's um, like I said, it's a little bit of everywhere. So, if you're mm-hmm. outside, you're opening up windows, you're opening up doors, or uh, you're going out for a walk, you're bringing mold back inside the house with you. And if your conditions inside your home um, are the conditions that mold thrives on, mold can actually root itself and it can actually begin growing inside the home. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, it's not as simple as you walk outside, you have mold on your clothes, you walk outside. I'm not saying your house is going to you know, get all moldy, but um, it just the, the process, the, the thought process that mold does exist everywhere. And as long as you can control the space, control the conditions, 
mold won't grow in your home. And that's the thing, too. So, like, with mold, you know, you're saying that it's everywhere. I actually feel like it's in my sinuses right now. Is that just because I'm so close to you? <laughs> it could be, yeah. I think I radiate just mold. I've just been in it for so long that it just comes out of me. Uh, but it's so interesting. Like, your personality is one of the things that I love about you, too, because you're not an alarmist, right? right. Like, you go into places, you notice it. I mean, I sent you a text message the other day because my daughter sent me something, and I was like, well, looks like it to me. Let me send it over to you, uh, to Jake. And... You know, I love that calm, cool sort of um, personality that you have when you're dealing with this because I think that mold is that word that freaks people out, right? They're like, oh, my God, I have mold. Yeah, but definitely. in all reality, like you said, it's everywhere, right? right. So how it can get bad, right? Yep. But it can be mild, right? So explain some of the differences when it, something's really bad and maybe not so much. Sure, yeah. So like I said, mold mold is everywhere. And, you know, there's good molds. We, we need mold in our environments. It breaks down certain things. and. Um, but there's definitely some some more harmful mold types or molds that can produce allergens and just make us uncomfortable. So, um, you know, typically people hear black mold, you know, and if they see black mold, they kind of jump to conclusions or they jump online, they look it up and um, really start to freak themselves out. But in reality, it's uh, it, it might not always as be as bad as it looks or as it seems. And again, that that thought process of not all mold is bad, mm-hmm. uh, not all mold is going to make you sick. But at the end of the day, everybody reacts differently at different levels and different mold types. So what might be good for you and me mm-hmm. might not be good for somebody else. Yeah. And let me ask you this question because I've said it on our past shows as well, too. And during the day, you were probably still in diapers, to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> and I was showing short <laughs> sales um, and a lot of foreclosure properties at the time. And I remember this one time in particular, and it's almost like I can pinpoint that's exactly when I feel like my sinus like uh, there are times mary and i will be in places and she if she goes downstairs she'll she'd be like chad don't come down here because she knows like i just react and i went into this foreclosed property i was probably the first person in over a month to be in there and i remember i went in first and my client was a very very big man and his girlfriend was a very very petite small woman and she was behind him Mm -hmm. i opened the door and it was just like Wham! It's like, so can it really hit you that fast that I felt like, and it was weird because at that moment, like I didn't feel sick at that very moment, but I could, I definitely could smell it. But both he and I got very, very sick afterwards, like sinus infection type thing and like really sick, but she didn't because she was behind him. Is that all in my head? No, I mean, that's, that's very much possible. Um, There's another agent that we work with and he calls me as soon as he walks in the front door of a house. It's like he just has a radar for it. And same thing, like his eyes kind of, um, you know, they swap a little bit. His sinuses really go. And um, he'll just be like, yeah, Jake, there's mold here. I'm like, all right, where is it? And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I just know it's here. And sure enough, he's never been wrong. It's just to some degree. And some are major, some are minor. But, it, again, it's just that everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that particular, you know, story, whether she was shielded from it or not, she just might not have been reactive to that mold type. Oh, that's a so good point. That that's would just be just the saying. more so that she maybe doesn't have a reaction to that type of mold. And I mean, I know for myself, I don't get it as bad. I mean, if I did, I probably wouldn't be doing this line of work. But <laughs> um, that I just build up such an immunity to it, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, isn't isn't a, a good thing. But um, I will say that, you know, it, it's best to always have it checked out. Don't mm-hmm. don't jump to conclusions. Um 
you know, you can have your home tested, you can have it inspected, and mm-hmm. you know, we can kind of go through everything and, and see what's going on. Yeah, and you are so good about that, too. I mean, we have your digits, and we just, like, text you all the time and just say, hey, can you come and look at this? Can you come and look at that? And one of the things that I really, truly love and appreciate about you is that you you are so honest about the process, and people are always worried, oh, well, if you have a mold guy come in here, of course he's going to tell me mold, so he just charges me for mold. But I have to tell you, there have been many situations where, you know, the the home inspector will come in and say, oh, I see a black-like, mold-like sub- substance because it's black. And you've come in and you'll be like, nope, this isn't, this isn't mold, you know? So I love that about you because it's nice for me to be able to refer people and know that they're not going to be taken advantage of. Right. Right. And we, when we treat everything, not everything's every inspection doesn't have to be a job. Our goal is to educate people. Mm -hmm. Um, and even when I come into a scenario where there is mold and you know, their first question, well, how much is it going to cost? Um, do I have to treat it? You know, and they kind of already start jumping down that Avenue. And I I always kind of stop people right there. And I say, well, look at the end of the day, it's not my job to tell you to treat it or not. That's Mm -hmm. not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you, if there's mold, you know, what kind of mold is it? Where did it come from? And what do mm-hmm. we do to prevent it? My goal isn't saying, okay, you have to take care of it. This is what you have to do. Cause I'm, I can't tell you mm-hmm. whether you have to treat it or not, because it might not affect you. I mean, people could live with this, you know, mold in the attic for 30, 40 years and mm-hmm. have no issues no whatsoever. And then when they go to sell their home, the home inspector will kind of flag that then we'll come in and it's the same story mm-hmm. over and over again of, Hey, no, we don't have to treat this, but yeah. you know the new buyers coming in. Maybe they have um, they're immunocompromised. They have mold sensitivities. They have a newborn. They mm-hmm. have pets, um, and it might be something that they want treated before they move in. Yeah, and too, I think like you're saying, it might you know affect different people different ways. And you know, if you have some like an older person, like our seniors and stuff like that, you know, maybe they have COPD or people with asthma and stuff like that might react differently to it. So let's talk a little bit about um, like when people call you. And I think you were talking about whoever that other agent was, you know, that he has like this radar. And I feel like my my literally my cheeks will like start to burn. And I I know it's not in my head, but I do have a nose for it. And (laughs) you were in the office the other day dropping something off. And I was like, can you come here for a second? Because when I come down, like something kicked on downstairs because I have a dehumidifier downstairs because I am. I'm not petrified of mold, but I don't like that moldy, mildewy smell. No. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that. What's the difference between mold and mildew? Sure. Um, It's the age-old question. I feel like I've been answering this ever since I started in this industry. But um, mold and mildew, I mean, mildew, again, they're they're often related to one another, or people will throw it in the same category, and they're really not the same. Um, Mold is that three-dimensional growth that you see um it's usually an allergen or produces like mycotoxins it's something that's really just not great to have right it's something mm-hmm. that's gonna affect you in some way or another and again whether those are minor or major um it isn't really the thing versus mildew it's it's more flat um it's usually it can be an allergen for sure but it's usually not something that's going to cause major harm to your health and again it's it's they shouldn't really be thrown together um, or just you know oh it's just mildew or oh, it's just mold. no they're 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 two different things and they're handled kind of mm-hmm. differently as well too so yeah, we just had one of our favorite agents walk in the door here Emmy Flaherty uh, you were here with something to do with Emmy the other day I was yeah so Emmy she's out there right we had another microphone she could come join us. Um, if she could hear me, she could get me something to drink. <laughs> so I'm so I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Hi, we'll, we'll call Emmy in. 
Uh, I'm not even lying. I'm saying this over the air. Emmy, can you get me something to drink, please? <laughs> um, yeah, because we went into a little, you know, flurry at the beginning here. Okay, so um, with the smell, like when I go downstairs and I turned on, like my dehumidifier came on and I heard something. I mean, I smelt something. What is that like? Because you went down there, you're like, it was so funny because you're sort of, um, well, you're adorable in real life, by the way. Um, but you were so cute, too, because, like, the way that you go in, it's like you're, an, like, an investigator. Like, you don't even need gadgets or anything with you. I'm sure you have them. But, yep. like, you are just, like, you're using your eyes. You're using your, like, senses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know you pulled out my, um, whatchamacallit, the filter, which is finally dry. I have to put that back in. You, like, sniffing that. I'm sure that there are more mechanical ways to test for mold. <laughs> Definitely more than just smelling, yeah. And like I said, I think over the years, I think I just also build up an immunity. So I often go into a property and they're like, you smell that? I'm like, no, I don't. And it's just, I think it's just I don't have that sensitivity anymore. I think mm-hmm. I've kind of built that up over times. But yeah, I mean, we have, um, you know, we have uh, an array of testing devices that can tell us what may or may not be going on in mm-hmm. somebody's air quality. or. But smell is one of those first telltales you go into especially like basements um mm. because they're they're prone to high humidity and a lot of moisture and typically we just say it's a it's a musty basement it's an old basement that's why it smells and mm-hmm. i would say 99 percent of the time you smell that there's probably mold down there to some mm. degree and again it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be anything major but even the, the smallest amount can give off that musty odor mm-hmm. so if your basement smells musty there's yeah. a good chance you get mold down there. And that's the thing, too, is, you know, it's like during different times, it drives me crazy. And I know my I drive my husband, Mark, crazy, too, because I'll be like, it smells in the basement. It smells in the basement. And, like, you know, my basement at my house is, like, so dry. I, I think it might be too dry. Like, you mm. walk down the stairs and get a bloody nose. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I did walk downstairs the other day, and I was like, hey, can you come and look? And I know that you did find, you know, some spots in, like, a non-finished area, like where the storage is, you know, that you had found some, you know, areas. I'm I'm sure that it's been there since the beginning of time. My building is 1925. Right. You know, so um, I know at some point we'll get that taken care of when you have time in your schedule to do that. Um, So tell me about one of my concerns is um, when people you can when you can see mold, that's great. But what do you do for like a situation like can can you see that? Are you Superman? Can you see through walls? Yes. <laughs> you yes, can. I can. <laughs> okay. No, for those, I think I know where you're getting at. So yeah. the, the areas where, and we get this asked a lot too, how do I know if there's mold behind my walls? How do I know if there's mold here and I can't see it? Um, one of the best things, not all mold's visible. And usually when mold is visible, that just means that, you know, you have a lot of spores clustered together and it's really have the time to grow itself. Um, you, we could do to, to determine if there's something going on in the air quality. We can do air quality testing. That'll kind mm-hmm. of tell us that, um, which is also used in remediation. So after remediation is done, we usually do air quality testing after mm-hmm. all of our projects because anybody can come in, make it look good. It's another thing to actually make sure you treated the air quality um, and you left the space, you know, habitable and mm-hmm. um, you know clean for for the homeowners or whoever's going to be in the in the space. So we can do air quality testing. That'll kind of tell us what's going on in their air and say, you mm-hmm. know, is there a problem? Is there not a problem? Um, and really just beyond that, um, if, if mold is say behind a wall, mm-hmm. right, if that wall is sealed, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that that mold isn't breaking through anyway. So it's really not going to affect you. It's really an issue when 
it kind of breaks through and roots through the surface. Because um, you could say that about any house, any even new construction mm-hmm. homes. You could say, well, what if there's mold behind there? Well, what if there was? What are mm-hmm. you going to do? You're going to have to open up every wall cavity, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be chasing this. And, again, it doesn't matter whether your home's from the 1800s or it was built this year. Mm-hmm. You can still have a mold issue. We just we have to be real about it, too. You know, we really have to say if this is, again, if this is behind a sealed space and it's relatively clean and the conditions in the home are clean, there's a good chance that there's mold. There's probably not mold behind there, but even if it was, again, it's not going to play a role in your air it's quality. It's not going to get in there. Okay. Um, I did have more questions about that, and I see other things, too. I do want to talk about the health risk because this, maybe this will sort of go in conjunction because I do remember one time um, earlier in my career, and I was working at another firm, and um, obviously, like, because I didn't have my own then. And um, I remember that one of the women, her mother, had, was getting really sick. It was all like lung-related re- type stuff. And what they realized was actually she ended up passing away. I'm not going to say it was from from this situation, but she ended up passing away and she was really, really sick. And in her bathroom, like her bathroom, the bedroom was on the other side of it and the wall to the bed was on the same side as where the shower was and they noticed that there was a leak and this is one of the things you know Melissa and I have been talking about this a lot too is especially with our senior citizens which just is really like my love right now because they're you know just the cost of living they're on fixed incomes they don't have the money to fix and repair things and I wonder if this was the situation too or the dad thought that he was doing the right thing but there was a leak in in the shower and um, probably no fan in there so every time you know he would see the mold and stuff up on the ceiling Mm -hmm. he would just like paint it but he was like we were saying you're not getting rid of the issue Right. right right and after the mother you know had passed away and everything and they were going through the house they decided to cut out like the ceiling and behind the shower Mm -hmm. because they wanted to like do it the right way and um it was just the whole inside of that wall was just all all black mold yeah yeah so that's what i mean when you can't see in there but i mean you're saying maybe it didn't penetrate through but um, I don't know, like when you have it in there that much? In that scenario, I say it probably would, especially in a high moisture area such as a bathroom, and you don't have a bathroom exhaust fan or you're not even, even if you do and you're not running it the correct way, mm. um, yeah, I mean, you're just, you're constantly putting moisture in that space, especially if they did paint over it. So that means the mold did already, you know, it, it, it had rooted into the drywall or yeah. into the building material. So at that point, it already is a problem. And I'm not saying if you have mold on your bathroom ceiling, you have to replace the drywall. You don't. Yeah. As long as you clean and treat it properly right and you way, get yeah. to it faster. You know, I've seen bathroom ceilings that are, you know, all different colors. And it's just, it's, those scenarios typically, yeah, okay, you got to take it out at that point. But we have moisture meters too. So typically once drywall or any other porous material reaches a certain moisture percentage, mm-hmm. um, we'll have recommendations to have it removed or mm-hmm. clean, treated, and, um, you know, painted over. Do you have situations where you do walk into people's homes and you're like, oh, my goodness, like, how were you living? Like, why have you let this go so long? Absolutely. I just don't say that. I know you don't say it, but in your head, that's what I mean. In my head, for sure. Yeah. It's, I, I, I mean, uh, it could be a weekly thing for us. Really? Unfortunately. Yeah. It's just a, whether they just don't know um, or it in that the area that it doesn't affect them and they don't yeah. think it's a big issue for them yeah. or they don't think it affects them right they or yeah. and a lot of times too they're like you know and i'll say hey well maybe you should get this treated and you know and they'll ask me why and i'll say well it can cause x y and z for symptoms and 
and then it's like a light bulb goes off like well you're right i actually i have been kind of feeling sick lately or Mm -hmm. my my daughter or my son's been you know feeling sick and um you know a lot of those times can they can often be related to one another yeah yeah, it is. And like I said, one of the things that I've been recognizing and noticing is, you know, going into some of these homes and, you know, I'm not picking on the seniors. I just think our seniors, like I said, they're in a situation where they don't know. And I actually had um, David Tortolot on from Homestead Mortgage a few weeks ago as well. And, you know, using the reverse mortgage, you know, process in in order to take care of your home because I do feel as if you get to a certain point it's like you know you have to pay your taxes in order to stay there you need to buy food in order to survive and I feel as if that demographic and generation just doesn't want to be a burden on their children so they don't say things when they see things and they just sort of you know let it go to the side so you had mentioned um, health risks so what are some of the concerns and health concerns that people can you know can get and will affect them sure so i think i'd say start kind of with them on the minor side of things it can be anything you can associate allergies with so itchy watery eyes sore throat um, headaches congestion um, can often be sides of mold exposure in your mm-hmm. home especially if you notice it when you're home and you then leave the house you're at the supermarket or you're out running errands, you're in your car, and things seem to get better, and then you come back home and those symptoms flare up again. This is a sign that typically something's going on in your mm-hmm. home. And it might not just be mold. I mean, it could be other air pollutants, um, which we can get more into later. But in in the realm of mold, I mean, that that is what mold is for the most part. It's an allergen, so it's going to cause these symptoms. And, and then it can get kind of more major from there. I mean, it can cause more long-term issues, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, with respiratory, and people mm-hmm. can develop um, you know, just long lasting, just discomfort, you mm-hmm. know, for, for time to come. And it's, and it's really unfortunate. And these are the ones typically where you have to have a lot of exposure. Usually the mold type has to be pretty severe too for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, your typical mold in the attic, mold in the basement, um, probably isn't going to do that to you. But I mean, if you're constantly exposing yourselves, um, you know, to these mold types, you don't have the proper care around you or um, the proper protection. I mean, this is stuff that can affect you really long term, too. Yeah. So, David, are you still with us, David? I was going to take a break at 830, but I don't I don't know if David is still there. So of course David I'm is still at here. WTD, and he is waiting for phone calls. So if anybody has any phone calls, 781-837-4900. Again, I have Jake Turner on with me from Premier Restoration. Uh, previously, he was, uh, you would know him as the previous owner. And um, I don't even remember the name of the old place. How's that? Uh, could yeah, so that was uh, it was pro enviro, <laughs> pro enviro, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ran that for a few years, and then, um, like I said, kind of wanted to transition, do some, yeah. uh, get more into expanding our services and the the previous business. You know, just that's not really where the style, the, yeah, wasn't the setup of wasn't that the one. Same direction now, then yeah. um, you know. So we you know decided, <clears throat> hey, this is what we this is really what we want to do, and we we see a big need for this and. We want to help um, and just notice that there's not a lot of other people that are in the same space that we are that offers kind of that all-in-one. That's awesome. All right. Again, it's Jake Turner from Premier Restoration. So you're going to hear me saying that several times throughout the day. Um, Why don't you give, in case anybody is going to be tuning off at any point soon, tell us uh, the best phone number for people to get in touch with you. Sure. So, I mean, the the easiest number to kind of remember anyways, um, so our office line is 844-99-PREMIER, 844 
sorry, eight four four ninety nine Premier. Yeah. Um, or you can even get my direct cell phone too, and that's three three nine two three five four two seven eight. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm easy going. So, I mean, you could even send me a text, yeah. a couple photos, Sharon, you do that. You know, if you <laughs> I do find it all something, the time. do I drive you crazy? No, you're fine. I, I, I like it and something it, cause it puts a visual to it too. And I mean, honestly, like we're, you know, we're, we're busy, so I can't always answer the calls, but if you send mm-hmm. me a text and you follow up, yeah, you're um, so good about it. you can, you know, send something over to me and most of the time I can kind of see what's going on. I still mm-hmm. usually have to come out to the property. I can't yeah. just say based on a f- picture you know specifically what's going on but it's a good start at least i have an idea of okay this is the area that we're checking out Mm -hmm. this is kind of the extent of it Mm -hmm. um let's set up an appointment and come check it out and that's what i had done too and i I sort of felt bad too because you had helped us out before previously with my daughter who lives in the south end and you went out to her apartment and boy does she have some water issues and things that over there Mm -hmm. um and you know i sent you that text and we were really hoping that they were going to hire you to do that i mean that's where my hands were tied because we're not the landlords over there but you were so good about, you know, checking in and, you know, helping my daughter in that situation. So um, I really do appreciate that you do that you did that for us. Um, and now she just has something under the sink. But that's the thing is like, you know, a small little leak today can end up being a huge thing down the line. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially in that scenario. You know, that's the, the typical under the sink. You know, something's loose. Something's leaking under there. And um, and usually our sinks, they're all packed with cleaning products and supplies mm-hmm. so you don't even notice it until one day you go to grab something out of there and the, the floor of the sink is <clears throat> collapsing or yeah. you it, a strong musty smell hits you or something goes on you pull everything out and you realize that yeah you get some mold going on under yeah there. it's funny because when i did my call in yesterday and to promo our show today i was talking to rob hackler and that's exactly the you know what he had said he's like you know you know, one day you just open up underneath the kitchen cabinet and you're like, hmm, that seems a little damp or soft or yeah. wet or whatever. Um, and that's when you realize that you have the problem. But that's one of the suggestions I had is, you know, quarterly people should be walking around their house. We talk about it all the time here. Like in the reason why I say it, do it quarterly now, too, is because. I one time found a crack on this in my chimney because I never walk on that side of my house. Mm-hmm. So I it I never saw it. I went over to say something to my painter and I was like, wait, there's a big crack in my chimney. So I think when people are looking around, I mean, you know your house the best, but you should be taking things out and looking. And yeah. But everyone's in such a hurry right now. Um, tell me, what are the, the main areas? Like, what are the most common areas where you are seeing this or you're getting phone calls? I'd say our most common areas... Um, you know, or really is, is attics and basements, I'd say more on the, on the real estate side of things. So typically when, mm-hmm. you know, buyers are, you know, they're having a home inspection, the home inspector typically flags something, they'll say it's a mold-like substance, substance or mm-hmm. there's some discoloration, they'll let the agent or the buyers know, and then they'll give us a call, we'll come out and check it out. So I'd say attic, basement, crawl spaces are the most um, problematic areas for mold growth because it's not a conditioned living space, it's subject to humidity and moisture over the years, so it has a chance to grow. Um, and then beyond that, for like on the water damage side of things, it could be the kitchen, you know, cabinets. It could be the uh, the laundry, you mm. know. It could be a hot water heater. It could re- anything that pumps water through or any mm-hmm. type of moisture is typically an issue for us. And that can be any time of the year. And as we get into these winter months, um, you know, we and we had it last year back. It was actually last February or January. Uh, all those pipes froze oh, and yeah. I mean every I mean mine my own did like my water main itself froze mm-hmm. before it even got into the house um, you know it was so bad and I mean the amount of calls we got for cracked pipes and leaks and everything else and it mm-hmm. was because 
we're not used to those extreme, yeah. you know, cold temperatures around here. And yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you, I, I personally don't know the last time that have, that has happened like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm married was... to a plumber. I could probably exactly tell you when, because that's when he gets the phone calls <laughs> right. too, right? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't generally get the phone call when it's frozen. He gets it when things have thawed out. Thawed out and everything's leaking <laughs> And now. that's when things are leaking. Yep. So people are keeping their eyes open for it. I want to give the phone number again, because honestly, Jake, the last time we had you on, we the phones were ringing all the time, people trying to get in touch with you. Um, again, I have Jake Turner from Premier Restoration on with us, um, and we are talking all things mold. So if you have a question for Jake, feel free to call if you have a call about real estate i'm here too so uh 781-837-4900 uh you can get in touch with us through the studio or if you are on facebook i know we're on facebook too uh you can uh catch us um on boston connect real estate and you can send us a message through facebook you can also i gave my phone number out live yesterday too on uh watd 781-294-4848 i have my phone here if you want to send me a text um, I was writing little notes as we were going through. So with the restoration process of things, I'm not going to talk about like ripping things out and doing all of that. When you said, I'm all over the place. I have so many questions for you. I don't, I'm just everywhere. Um, and I don't have my sidekick, Melissa, here with me today. So you were saying the most common areas of the attic, the basements, and the crawl spaces? Correct. Okay. So I want to I want to give people, like, let's give some people some, like, top tips. Like, don't do this because it's going to cause that. And I'm just going to give you some examples of what I've come across in my life of being a real estate agent and going and it's funny because i have been doing this so long when i see things now i'm like all right here's jake's phone number you better Mm -hmm. call jake because this is what i think and i think that people think that the price is going to be enormous so let's not forget about talking a little bit about that before we end today too but i'm going to give you some scenarios you tell me good bad what you should, what you shouldn't do, and why, okay? So here's scenario one. I went into a home, and it was a Cape-style house, and it um, didn't have dormers on the front, and underneath there were, like, these eaves on the front of the house, Mm -hmm. and it had little, like, hatch doors. (laughs) Like, they weren't real doors, but whatever, like, little hatch doors, like, for storage maybe or whatever. And when I looked in there, I saw insulation, Mm -hmm. and it was stuffed to the end. Like all the way to the end. And then I saw all this wonderful black stuff in there. Not really wonderful. Tell me what that what that scenario looks like to you in your mind. Sure. So what you're describing is typically is referred to as a D wall. Uh, it's kind of like attic space, um, just like you said, kind of at that at that floor level. What do you call it? A D wall? A knee wall. Oh, a knee wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, that makes and sense. Essentially, is the only way you're in there. You're kind of crawling around in yeah. there. You don't really have room to stand up. Um, but the and, and I think the insulation you're referring to, the insulation was on the roof side. It was like on the it was on the floor part of it, and it went all the way out, so you couldn't see any light towards like the soffit area, right over the okay. soffits. Sure. <laughs> so, so now you know where I'm going. Now I know where you're at. Oh, right. so this, <laughs> those are two typically things that we see in the knee walls. Usually the insulation is actually on the roof side, mm-hmm. um, which it can be as long as it's ventilated underneath that um you know but that's usually an issue on those knee walls there's always insulation on the roof side of that anytime we pull down that insulation there's always mold behind there um but then you know what you're describing too is that that insulation runs you know through the floor but it's maybe blocking any of the soffit venting or like a vented drip edge underneath the roof line um where that's your intake for your airflow to come in so that insulation is essentially blocking any of that airflow um and in the event where moisture gets into the attic, which it usually does, mm-hmm. um, that moisture has nowhere to go and it has nowhere to breathe now. So 
over time you're going to get um, this buildup of moisture um, which is going to then turn to some mold growth so mm-hmm. yeah typically you want to make sure that your insulation is not blocking any of your ventilation um, and that's something that we can help out with as well too Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting too, because you can under, I can understand the mindset of a person who isn't in construction or isn't, you know, that handy type of person and just doesn't understand. Because when that happened in this, this house, I, you know, brought it to the attention of my client. And I was like, this certainly is like, a, I would say this is mold. I can't say. So you would have to call in someone. And it was, again, you were probably in diapers, Jake, <laughs> at that time. And, um, you know, he said, oh, you know, I when I looked in there and I could see sunlight coming through Mm -hmm. I just assumed that that should be blocked because I didn't want the cold air coming into the house in the winter so I can see why people do do the things that they do but where this is why we're here we're here to educate you on why you shouldn't do those things um and okay so I'm going to keep on I'm writing down um different things that I want to talk to you about um um but not right now. All right. So one of the things that you had said is about doing the insulation on the roof side. So there's one thing too, is sometimes people put the insulation on the wrong way, right? Right. So the paper side should be out. Paper side, the paper side should always face the, the heated space of the house. So in your attic space, the papers should be down towards the ceiling, you know, so it's, it's facing like the, the interior of the home yeah and then the basement would be um would be essentially the same thing so the the paper would face like the floor not the like basement uh ground or anything like that and like when you're looking in this knee wall area you would look up and you would see paper yeah not insulation right? right so one of the things that you hinted upon is you know you can do that and but you have to have some insulation behind it so tell people what what that is it's called baffles right yeah so you would have um, what's called like a soffit baffle and that would basically run um, right at the bottom of the roof decking or right towards the soffit and that basically creates a channel of airflow for air to still come up through the soffit and into the attic space and vent properly while having the insulation as close as you can so you're not experiencing any of that heat loss um, because that's an issue too. People will come in and they go, oh, I need my attic to breathe. I'm going to pull back that insulation. You're pulling back, you know, sometimes just too much. Mm. And in the wintertime, you get snow, you know, mm. you get snow on the roofs. And then you have that heat from, you know, your first or second floor escaping up. Now you're starting to melt the underside of that snow and you're actually going to get ice dams due to the lack of mm. insulation. So the soffit baffles are really good. They they achieve that proper ventilation while also maximizing the amount of insulation that you can get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody is uh, just sent us a text, and he said, I heard Jake when he was a guest a few years ago, thanks to Boston Connect show, my son contacted him when he discovered a problem with mold. We couldn't recommend him enough for the timely remediation and professional approach to the problem. We are grateful to the knowledge he shared and the assistance he provided. Thank you, Boston Connect Real Estate, for introducing us to so many talented local companies. I have goosebumps going down my legs right now. So the person's name is John. So thank you, John, for that. 
And you know what? You made it worthwhile getting up this morning. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, and thank you, John. And thanks for trusting us to come in yeah. um, into a family member's home, especially and helping them take care of that problem. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and that's the thing too is you know I say this all the time, and I was talking to somebody recently, and you know I am so fortunate, you know, and especially in my office, like um, Kate Fisher just walked in. She's another full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. I don't know what she and Emmy Flaherty, another full-time real estate agent here at Boston connect i don't know what they're up to today but i'm sure if you had any real estate questions or needs you could come by the office and they could help you at 19 madakisa street we're right here in pembroke center across the street from stop and shop um so i am you are listening to talk real estate roundtable jake turner premier restoration is on with us um and this message from john it it really does you know people will say like what is the value like why why do you do this show do you get a lot of business out of the show i'll be honest there are people who do definitely call me because of the show. Um, when I have my agents on Tuesday nights have become agent night, they're getting phone calls and everything. But it really is about giving the value and the people. The only people that I will have on this show are the people that I would have in my home. Mm-hmm. So that's you, obviously. And here's the truth. Jake bought a house, two houses with somebody else. One of the best agents on the South Shore. I love her. So Cody Rowland, a big shout out to her. She is wonderful. I love her. She is, I wouldn't say like a good friend, like we hang out, but like right. in this industry, I would consider her a friend and um, she is wonderful. Um, so that isn't what it's all about for us. It's really about educating and bringing value. And John, you just literally made my day. So John, if you wouldn't mind going on to Google reviews and giving Boston Connect a five-star review, <laughs> we're trying to get our reviews up. I have homework because I, I hired a, a Google specialist to help me with the profile. He's like, you need to get reviews. Like you have so many great stories. So John, go on to uh, Boston Connect Real Estate and uh, give us a five star. And I would love that. Um, So we're talking about, um, all right, so we talked about the baffles. I'm going to give you a scenario number two that I've come across. I went into somebody's home. I was doing an analysis. I'm walking through and I was, I got to like this section that was sort of sort of like an in-law-ish type thing. And um, I saw the bathroom and I saw the mold-like substance. I actually gave the guy your phone number, so you might have gone there. He ended up listing it with somebody else. But I saw it and I was like, hmm. And then I saw, so mold on the door and then mold on the ceiling. And then like in different areas, I could see where they were almost like trying to wipe it up as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. You can't hide it. <laughs> like if you don't know what you're doing the right way, like right. don't try to hide it. Um, and I said to him, I have a feeling that you're going to have mold. And then I looked up and I was like, can I see up into your attic? So he had to pull down, went up there. And um, I noticed the fan from the bathroom when I went downstairs and I was like are you having a problem with your fan and he said yeah it's not working right and then when I went upstairs I also noticed that it wasn't going to where it's supposed to go so what do you think about this situation and why that happened sure so um improperly ducted bathroom exhaust fans are probably one of the most notorious um, for mold growth whether it's in the bathroom or the attic itself Um, in the event where it's not ducted properly that moisture isn't really it's not exiting the property it's Mm -hmm. staying within the home Um, whether that's either coming right back down to the bathroom space because it's not vented or it's going right into your attic bringing all that moisture from the bathroom Mm -hmm. from that 20 30 minute shower you just took that's putting all that moisture and humidity into your attic space it doesn't take too many of those to have an issue Mm -hmm. in the attic 
Yeah, it's literally like bringing food right to yeah. the mold, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, catered right to your Yeah, right there your you door. go, right there to your door. So in when it does come to these vents, I mean, this is something that people can easily check out themselves, right? They can go up into their attic and they can just see where these are being vented out to. I, I do know, um, I don't, well, maybe I'll just ask you, is it okay to put those into the soffit vent so it goes out that way? So it's pretty common to see them come out of the soffit vents. I will say that, I don't like to see them coming out of that okay. space mm-hmm. if you have soffit venting. So if your home vents through the soffit, so you, so your soffit is basically your intake for air to come in. It'll then, you know, come into the soffit space and you choose, usually would then exit out of like a ridge vent, which would be on top of your roof. Now that soffit vent, if it is vented and now you have that bathroom exhaust vent also coming out of the soffit, that means all that hot, humid air that's coming out is getting circulated right back in. So you're mm-hmm. just creating kind of this this circulating now it's just a tornado of it's moisture a, yeah pretty much and it just keeps coming right back in so typically i like to see that if you have soffit vents you should actually have that bathroom exhaust vent vented right through the roof it's a straight shot right in and out and i know typically people are prone they said they don't want to put holes in the roof they don't want to do this, this and that as long as it's installed properly yeah it's flashed properly it's siliconed you're not going to have moisture coming back in and that is just the best uh, case scenario to have that you know mm-hmm. um that vent so you know the the i know it's not a pipe but it's like the the tube you know what is that called there's like the venting like the um what is it the tube thing where the fan comes out of i feel like right now we're on like a talk show not a talk show we're on like one of those like the pyramid game yeah, right. <laughs> i'm trying to explain to you what i mean um but it's like the you know the long it's like stat not styrofoamy but whatever it is and what you're telling me we should get out of the roof vent out the, to the yeah, roof right so it's a, yeah it's a vent a vent okay it's just a vent, yeah. but the the whole pipe thing like right. does mold get into that it's not a pipe it's like more squishy yeah, so it's so they call it's like an accordion style yeah. vent. So that, but yeah. it's still a, um, it's still a vent. Okay. But it the way that it, it's like ducting is basically ducting. Yeah. Yes, okay. because when I think vent, I'm thinking where it's enter, like yeah. exiting, right? But the ducting. So the duct work, work yeah. itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a couple different styles too. The duct work, you, your typical, your accordion style. It's um, you know, it's pretty thin stuff. That stuff over the years can really deteriorate. It takes mm-hmm. on a lot of heat, a lot of moisture, and those things typically end up falling. So we've seen them in the attics where they were vented the right way, but they actually just kind of disintegrated over time. Oh, really? Now they have ones that are actually like insulated. Oh. Um, you know, they're a little bit thicker, but they're um, they're going to really retain all that moisture. They're going to vent everything out properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to have any heat loss, you know, scenarios that we're worried about, and they'll typically hold up, you know, okay. in time. So what about like, because I've, I've seen situations too where people are moving those around when they go up into their attic and they're pushing it to the side. That's the other thing too. Just be careful when you are doing that because you can easily push it right out of the vent where it's going, right? Yeah, you right? knock it right out or sometimes the, the vents are too long too. Like I've seen them where they run from one end of the attic to the other. I mean, over 20, 30 feet and that's just, yeah. Way too long? Way too long. I would say at at most, I don't know what the protocol is or what the standard would be, but I wouldn't want to see that more than six or eight feet long. So is there a is there a code to it? I wonder. I wonder if there's a code. There very well could be, and I don't you know what don't it know. would be. But I would imagine shorter is the better. Um, yeah. Which you you just don't want because I mean you're you're really like you're almost pulling water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's moisture, but you're pulling water from your bathroom yeah. through this long duct work. Yeah. You know, and that's spanning over your ceiling and all your insulation and everything in your attic space. And if that were to continue, you know, if that were to fall apart and not 
mm-hmm. you know, vent to where it's supposed to go, that's all going to come right and just sit yeah. right in your attic space or even come through. Yeah, because what I've seen people do is like when they're moving it around because they want to get their suitcases up there or their Christmas tree or whatever the heck they are they have up there. I've, I've had totes of rocks up there from when my kids were little and had to have a rock every time we went out. Um, so, but when they're moving them around, it's almost like I've seen them where they've fallen in between like two of the the beams. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like water like sitting in there. So those are yeah. things that are going to cause Absolutely. mold growth too, right? Of course, yeah. And then, yeah. and if that were to leak and crack, now you have all that water mm-hmm. just kind of coming now into your ceiling. Now you're getting water damage in your your, yeah. uh, your ceiling. Mm-hmm. I love how you just said, of course. Like, of course, Sharon. But like, I'm asking <laughs> questions so people on the other side, I know these answers. Um, remember, there's people listening. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay? if, if you Maybe ha- they don't know. Right. If your ductwork is, is sagging or you have a big yeah. hump and it's in between your floor joists, yeah, that's, that yeah. shouldn't look like that. So yeah. let's get that fixed yeah let's get that fixed so let's talk about that a little bit we have five minutes left so what are some of the things that like let's just say you know hey i i don't know if i have mold i i'm just sort of concerned now because i listened to sharon on the radio show do you do like do you have like a process where you know people can you know you charge people come out and just do an assessment just to sort of like um like just looking not because you think you have a problem but just so you can you know, make sure you don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a word I'm thinking of, and I can't talk this morning. That's I didn't a, have coffee. So I would say that if preventative, you, preventative, yeah. So if you think you have an issue, or you don't know if you have an issue, you, you just bought a home, or you've been in a home for a while, um, give us a call. Have us come out and come take a look. It, so we don't charge to come out to do a visual inspection. So we can come mm-hmm. out, take a look from top to bottom. Um, we'll do some moisture readings if we have any suspect areas where there could be moisture, mm-hmm. um, but have us at least come out and take a look and see if there's any problem areas or potential for problem areas. So even if you don't have a mold issue, but maybe I can catch something or whatever before. before it even gets there. Cause that, that's ideal, right? Is to mm-hmm. have us come in before there's an issue. Usually when I show up, it's usually not a good sign. So I know most people probably aren't too excited when mm-hmm. you know the mold guys show up, but <laughs> um, let us show up before it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can give you tips um, and preventative measures so that it doesn't, um, you know, you yeah. don't have a problem. And I, you know, we've been pushing too. So people who are thinking about listing, mm-hmm. um, you know, before it hits the market, yeah. let us come out and take a look and make sure that there's no issue coming on because we've seen mold kill and ruins just so many deals mm-hmm. and they could have been so minor mm-hmm. um, and they could have been treated. And, you know, the treatment processes are usually a day and, yeah. you know, and the, and the cost to do them really isn't that significant to what it could cost you, you know, oh, losing yeah. a deal. Well, and that's one of the things that I say too is, you know, buyers think that things cost a lot more. So it, I, I always say this, when I go to somebody's house and I'm doing an assessment, I'll say, oh, you should definitely give Jake a call and see if this definitely is and then see what the cost will be. And because if you don't, let's just say it's to do an attic and I'm just throwing out round numbers, it could potentially be $5,000 for you to do that. But if the buyer comes in and it comes up in home inspection, they're going to say that it's $20,000 to get rid of right, it, right? right? So you definitely want to do those things beforehand. And I know when I do assessments on people's homes, I'm always keeping my eyes open for things that I've learned through the show and through the specialists that I have. 
And of course, if you call Jake and you are thinking about putting your house on the market, like you have to, you have to refer them back to us, right? Absolutely. Not your other right. agent. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I would hope that you would know that. Um, and again, Cody is great. I love Cody. Um, but one of the things too, we didn't even get a chance. So I am going to have you come back on. I want to do that. We'll probably do that maybe sometime in the spring um, because I think that that's an important time as well as water's coming in. Unless I think of something over the winter and I say, hey, I better have Jake in here. When you, the whole process, what happens afterwards? Do people get a warranty or how does that work? Sure. So to, in your, your standard, like a, a mold remediation uh, scenario, like I said, it, depending on the project can take anywhere from a day, maybe two. So it's a pretty fast process. And then about a week later, we'll actually come back out and we'll do air quality testing in the area. So we'll test all of our work. Not a lot of companies do that. Um, we want to know, you know, two reasons. One is we want to make sure the remediation, you know, worked properly. And two, we want to make sure that you feel comfortable in your home. Again, a lot of companies can come in, they can spray whatever product they want on it, and it's going to look great. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are they actually doing? And, you know, what are the products that they're using, too? Some of these products can actually be worse than the mold itself. Oh, really? Uh, some of the stuff on this market, yeah. And people come in, they'll just spray bleach on it, which bleach, that is not your answer. That is not your friend for those listening, thinking that, <clears throat> oh, yep, I've had mold in my bathroom. I just spray bleach on it. Um, you know, bleach and water, bleach. but is in water the issue? So, so bleach, like most standard household bleach, 95, 97% of it is water. <laughs> so there you go. So you're just feeding mold what it loves. Now, <laughs> it is used in remediation. Don't get me wrong. A lot of remediators will use it, but it has to be in conjunction with another product too. So you're using something afterwards like an antimicrobial or an antifungal, something that's going to help prevent that mold from coming back. So yeah. you can use it, just it needs to be used properly and safely. Yep. Um, I love that you said that you're just feeding mold what it loves, and that's certainly not anything that you do want to do. Um, you know, the like dehumidifiers and that type of process, or you know, like the air quality machines that people have. A lot of people have them in their homes now. Do you do any of that installation type stuff? Yeah, so we do dehumidifier installs, um, air quality, like air purifiers and stuff. Typically, you don't need any type of hard install for that, but yeah. we can make recommendations on certain brands, or depending on the size of the space too. So we want to make sure that. Um, whatever you're buying is going to actually treat your space. And that's the biggest thing even with dehumidifiers. People go, oh, I just bought a brand new dehumidifier. And, you know, they have a 2,000 square foot basement, but it's only rated to do 300 square feet. Yeah. Well, you're going to need probably eight more of those to do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. And good luck to your your, uh, oh. your electric bill there. But So I we know. can come in and, and make recommendations and even provide installs too and make sure you get the right machine. That's awesome. Well, again, we had Jake Turner on with me today from Premier Restoration. You really are just truly the best of the best when it comes to this. And I love having you come on. I love introducing you to my clients. I have to thank John again for his wonderful endorsement of you and of Boston. And connect real estate. I really appreciate that. Uh, that is what our job is. We're here to bring you value. Um, and I'm only introducing you to the best of the best. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you again. Sure. So you can reach our office at 844-99-PREMIER, or you can reach me directly. That's 339-235-4278. Also our website, Premier Restoration MA, like the state, Premier Restoration MA. Um, and you can actually fill out a request right on our website. Um, it goes right to us, and we can schedule an appointment right away. That's awesome. And if you um, want to listen to any of our past shows, you can certainly find our past shows on our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can also go to bostonconnect.com. That's an easy way to get to all of our resources that we have um, with our radio show. And um, if you want to reach out, 781-826-8000, you can get in touch with us. And Dave, Id, are you still there? I'm feeling like I'm not sure if our show is ending or not. Yes, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, David. I was was listening to you. 
Oh, good. I, it's very interesting talking. Well, I love it? your show. Keep up oh, the well, great thank work. You. Are we at the end of our time here? Ah, uh, yes. We're actually running over. Yes. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, thank you, David. Have a wonderful day. You did a great job filling in today. Thank so, you. Great show. Thank you to all of our listeners. We'll see you next. We'll see you on Tuesday and next week. Thanks, Jake. Thank you.